You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market, and Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, we're back for another episode, and as you might have guessed, someone's not here, so I had to try and do this again. But uh, we'll make it through. Um, today we have Mr. Vich, who's in the midst of moving it soon, and uh, we also have Chris Davis on. Chris is from Mount Hope, and he's the owner of Naughty Beaver Calls. So, uh, Chris. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what Naughty Beaver Calls is all about? Uh, we're all about just uh, making some calls for uh, everyone, I guess. Just, um, you know, getting the turkeys going, getting the, the ducks going. Um, it's Doug and I. It's not just me. So, you know, don't, don't throw that all on me. Doug does more of the work. I'm just more of the looks of the company. Yeah, we can I got tell. the looks. He's got the brains. This is this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's um, why we only have Chris on the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we make all the mouth calls, all the fox calls, all the paw calls. We do duck calls, goose calls. We, we, we try, you know, not masters of of any, but you know, you know, jack of all trades, and we we like it that way. And, so. and when you say you make them, like you actually hand press hand make everything right we do yep yep uh, i've got some uh feather ridge presses here and and it's all made right there yeah so for those that don't know chris uh chris and i haven't met in person yet we were supposed to meet at the uh, toronto sportsman show and uh, i ordered some mouth calls off him for some guys up here and uh he showed up with the two that i ordered and one that was uh shaped in a funny shape so uh if you want to order it, I'm telling you, it brings in the big turkeys. I'm just saying, yeah, it's kind of the, the brings in the fancy turkeys, the fancy turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the, the big D special. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but no. So how long have you guys been going with this, uh, making calls? Uh, we've been making calls since, uh, about six years now, six years now. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you try to source everything you can from Canada or how's that? We going? source what we can. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff you just, can't get from Canada that we've got to get from the States and, uh, but everything else we try to keep up here and keep yeah. it, uh, keep it local. Yeah. Cause so I know we got our wood oh, suppliers go and that. Yeah. No, we just got our wood suppliers and that that are, are very local and, and good relationship with them. Yeah. So, um, and you guys do different tops on your Turkey pots, don't you? Cause you were telling me about your titanium tops. Yeah. Yeah. We do uh, titanium titanium is not, it's starting to pick up steam down in the States. Um, honestly, to me, it's the best sounding that uh, you can get. You can get uh, some nice low, soft calls off of it. You can get really, really loud, high pitch calling off of it for those windy days, um, and everything in between. It's it, and it's not that rasp like that copper. It's 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 just that sweet spot that I find. Now, is it waterproof or anything like that, or is it not? <sighs> Waterproof's all on the striker. Um, it all depends on your striker. It's not just the surface. Yes, sometimes surfaces do help but uh it's all if you have a waterproof striker any call can be waterproof ran yeah yeah and i, I guess turkey's like your biggest seller right like in yeah. comparison to the other two yeah 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 turkey's usually our busiest busiest season 
and, and that's kind of what, is that where you set out for initially? Like, did you get into yeah, Turkey? Yeah, Tur- Turkey was our, our main concern when we first started. It was Turkey. Just worry about Turkey. And then after that, I was like, let's try some other stuff here and see what happens. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, speaking of Turkey, there's a, a pretty hot topic these days that uh, I know has been near and dear to your heart. And it's kind of close to me as well. And that's Turkey reaping. So for those mm-hmm. that don't know, we've talked about it before on the show, like Turkey reaping, there's the Mojo scoot and shoot decoy. There's a, a few other decoys that are out there. And then there's obviously just some guys just take a fan and use that. Um, but what it is, is you kind of put it out in front of you and you scoot towards a Tom and that Tom, the instincts will kick in and it, it should come towards you for uh for a bit of action and you can get a pretty close up shot. I personally am not a fan of it. Um, but I'd like to hear both of your opinions on it. Like, like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Um, like I said, when I did the, when we did the course here in Ontario, uh, one of the important things they emphasized was, you shouldn't move around while you're while you're hunting turkeys. Now you can run and gun, but that's just you get up, you walk into the trees, you hear a turkey gobbling, you head in their direction, you get a little closer, you sit down, you sit still again, and you try and bring that turkey in or get in its trail or whatever. But when you're when you're running along field edges with a fan, uh, private or public, because apparently it doesn't matter, because you know how it is with trespassers or private property that has multiple permissions. You never know who you're going to run into, especially when everybody walks in in the dark, right? And uh, so <laughs> it's just, it's not, not a smart move to run around looking like a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that's my opinion though, right? Yep. And opinions are like assholes, right? But we're going to give you ours, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, our opinion. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, before I go further, I should have mentioned, like, if you are not following the uh, Naughty Beaver Calls pages, he tends to do some humorous stuff on them with regards to uh, turkey calls. So go ahead and follow those. But anyway, Chris, what, what is your thoughts on this turkey reaping? My thoughts, I am not a fan of it whatsoever. I mean, just the, the safety side right then and there should be full stop. End of sentence. It should be done. Um, when you did the course, just like Mark talked about, they said in the course, don't even wear red, white, or blue in the woods because if, if, you know, someone might mistake you for a turkey. Well, now you got guys going to run around with a, tur- a decoy in front of their face, crawling through the, the grass, you know, yeah, you know, just shooters should know what their target is. But if, if it's a decoy and you're sitting there looking at a fan, it, it, it can get hard to tell. And there will be accidents. There has been three accidents already this year. Yeah. So, I mean, those are all down South, but still, like one accident is way too many. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but reaping is not allowed in every state, is it? No, no. There's a few states where it's not. I know Pennsylvania is one that's not allowed. There's no stalking allowed. So you can't even get up and, and go after the bird. Mm-hmm. It's there and calling. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. See, I, even though I don't like it, I'm of the opinion that if something's legal, then, then there's a place for it until it becomes a problem. If that makes sense. Right. Like, but to that point, like what's stopping someone from just 
roosting a bird and then the next morning going out and rate a shooting light, knocking that bird right off that limb, right? That's legal too, right? So yeah, so it, it's kind of coming down to your personal beliefs and your ethics and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. no, I, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that because there there has yeah. been a few injuries out there. So yeah, like there's studies too that that bird, you know, out in the field, they're using it to get something in the field. Most times that bird isn't killable. If he's out in the field, he's got his hands with him. He's not leaving. Like there's no way, you know, okay, there's going to be a few chances where he's going to leave his hands. But most of the time he's content with his hands. He's not going to come into to your calls, just one single hand up. He can't see that might be there, right? So if they get their fan out, well, they can crawl right into him. That bird's now killable, right? Yeah. Or me, I'll be back the next day and I'm going to try again. And I'm going to try something else. There's a, it, you know, that's just the way. I don't want the easy way. Yeah. That, that's what I find fanning is. It's just the easy way out. And people are just doing it just to get their, get their video on the gram and that, you know, look at this action of me sneaking in on this bird. You know. Yeah, that's the catchy thing, right? You'll see yeah. some, some cool videos, see some cool music. You'll see some Amish looking dude running around. Just, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. been the guy in the full white <laughs> Amish going out there and <laughs> doing it with a little single shot. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're, like I said, they're catchy. They're, they're they have cool music to them and everything, and they're you know they make it look yeah. cool. And everything. It looks but, great, but yeah, <laughs> the reality of it is you're you, you're playing with fire. Yep. Sometimes when you do that, and you you could twenty times out of twenty one you could be fine, but that twenty first time you don't know. You could you and another guy could be in the same field with the same idea. <laughs> yeah. So. Have either one of you ever tried actually turkey reaping or anything of that sort one time and did it work out for you? Nope. As soon as they seen it, they were gone like a shot. I said, well, I won't do this anymore. (laughs) I've never tried it. Never tried. See, I'm at the age where I can't, I'm not trying it. My knees will just explode if I tried to crawl (laughs) towards a turkey, right? So I'm not going to, but no, I've never talked to anyone personally that's done it. And that's why I was kind of wondering. So. I wasn't sure if the success rate actually went up or not. And obviously we're zero for one in this group. So it can't be that yeah. great. Right. There's actually been no studies yet on it. And that's the, that's what I've been listening to. They, they hadn't had the studies yet to, to see if the percentage has gone up for people actually getting them. Yeah. But so. at what point are like nowadays there's some super, super realistic decoys. Right. So at what point are we, are we crossing the line between hunting and just shooting? Yeah. If that's a fair statement. Right. Yep. Like, oh, that's totally. I, I, I personally like to sit there and call and see if I can get a bird to come in from around the corner, you know. Um, but if I'm taking my kids out, I love putting my DSDs just to set them out. And man, are those things real? Like, if you're far, if you're pretty far away, you can mistake those for a real bird, right? So, at what point do you think that that's getting to be too much? You know. Yeah, well, that's the slippery slope, right? Like, where do you draw the line? Is it reaping? Is it decoys? Some guys will say, you know, even a blind is too much. Well, I mean, the blind gets the kids out there, right? So yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. But, but even still, like, if I don't have a blind or a spot to put a blind, I'll see if there's cover from the bush, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of becoming a lost art where people are, are making their own blinds out of fall down logs and trees and stuff, right? Yeah. So that's something. But even still there's states that like um mojo uh whatever you call them robo ducks shoot, shoot. Oh, oh no, no i'm robo talking ducks, robo ducks yeah. like robo ducks yeah. aren't allowed in some states because mm-hmm. 
they're they're kind of it's almost like cheating nowadays right yeah so was it new mexico that ban- has banned uh cameras i know one of the states down south oh, is banned trail, game cameras now. Trail cam- yeah. yeah so, so yeah, you, what's that mark uh that was for deer hunting yeah yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you guys see more of this coming like do you think that they'll start banning like you know more fair chase yeah. laws and regulations coming in alabama has banned um decoys for the first 10 days of the season this year so i can i can see stuff coming yeah and that's now turkey populations are kind of on the down too aren't they yeah yeah they're they're really coming down um mainly in the southeast but it's it's coming up here i mean i've noticed it down here in haldeman norfolk it's and everyone i've talked to that hunts down here that's hunted for a while they're all saying the same thing i mean there is pockets i've got one farm that's full of birds always has been i hope always will be but the rest of my farms i'm lucky to to hear a bird lately so mm-hmm. and and that's part of the reason that we did this episode today because it won't air until the 30th when the season's over so you can't ask chris to take you out so that was his request right <laughs> but no, no and that yeah that's that's just it like turkey pot we're hearing about turkey populations coming down so i i could see regulations coming in to make that happen now on the flip side um, we've talked about on the show before the 410 like it's legal down in the states and i'm a huge fan of like when i was teaching my daughter how to shoot i was teaching her with the 410 but then she can't translate that into hunting turkeys with it um i don't see that i don't see the 410 as a negative in the hunting sense that i'm gonna if i'm hunting them anyway i'm gonna bring them in closer i'm gonna get her a better shot pretty much the same as what I would do with the 20 for her, like getting him in that close, but now you've got that smaller, smaller gauge so that she's able to, you know, successfully shoulder it and aim and not be afraid. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So hopefully they bring something like that back in. I would love, yeah. I would love for the 410 to be, be able to be used up here. Yeah. Now, do you know why they don't have it in right now? Like I know the 20 is no idea. Yeah. I have no idea why they haven't. Yeah. I wish they'd bring in uh, nine shot too, but yeah, see a lot of guys down south are loving the nines. So yeah, and they're having good success with it. Yeah, yeah, very good success with it. Great, yeah. great patterns. That's the, that would be using like TSS, right? Yeah, yeah, TSS. Yeah, I I just find regular old lead. I find number fives. For me, it's perfect. I get yep. really good pattern, good range. Anything inside forty yards dies. Yep. So I was that. Yeah. What, what I mean, I'll still, mess, I'll still mess even in 40 yards, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the laws and the regulations are something that we've talked a lot about on this show. And it's something that um, I find when something changes, no matter how minute the change is, you're always going to have a whole bunch of people like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And, but the way that I look at it is that these laws are there, they put them in place and then they see how they work. And then they're making adjustments to make it beneficial for not only the birds, but for us as well. So I think we need to stop, you know, worrying about when they make these changes and how unfair it is and just understand that we have to look at the bird side of it too. Right. So that's why I was kind of bringing it all up there that I really, 
do think that things are going to get looked at harder here and scoot yeah. and shoot oh. will be the one a lot of states are dropping tags, you know, less tags, putting the season further back so that the, the birds have a better nesting chance. Yeah. Um, because especially if you're going out with that, that reaper right away, studies are showing if you take that dominant bird, which the dominant bird is always the one that's going to usually come to that uh, reaper or the fan, you know, even the fan that you can see clips to your gun. Like, but if you take that dominant bird, it could be a day. It could be a few weeks before those hens are ready to breed with another um, tom, right? Those toms don't have the same testosterone as that dominant bird. So if he's gone out of the mix, it, th these birds could be set back another week or two at least for nesting. Yeah. And then there's a whole other problem. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and another one that um, I see a lot on, and I like to read the comments, I don't like to get too involved in is bearded hens. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's always a hot topic. And I'm, I'm of the proponent that, you know what, it's your choice, it's legal. But personally, I'm going to leave it because it's yep. nesting, right? That's yep. how I see it. And I also think, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm like, man, if that bearded hen has a, has a good nest and the toms that it produces are probably going to have bigger beards because that thing's got a beard itself, right? That's how I think, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Did have you guys ever shot a smaller? I mean, What's that? Hens are just smaller. I mean, I like a tom around my my property averages between eighteen and twenty two pounds. No, no, they're all thirty, thirty and above. All. <laughs> did you see the, the tom we got this year? The one you got? Well, my son, right? I posted yeah. it on the Instagram. I didn't actually weigh it, but like. I put it on my son's knee and it was pretty much like it covered my son's body. My son is like a hundred pounds. So it was probably 80. So I think it was an 80 pound bird, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. percent too, right? <laughs> well, my, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. So it's, it's a big fan and inch and eight spurs. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the weight I didn't have it in the weight. So I just guessing, right? So, yeah. I've, I've only ever weighed one bird. I don't care about the weights. It's, yeah. but for me, it's the difference of a beard and hand versus a tom. Oh, the yeah, meat is difference great, is huge. Right? Like yeah. you're gonna get a 12 pound hen, or you're gonna get a 20 pound tom. I, I that makes me even want to shoot toms over jakes because a jake is 15, 16 pounds. Tom yeah. is 20. You get more meat out of it. Right. Yeah. That's why I prefer toms. I mean, uh, it's not for the trophy so much as just the extra meat in the freezer. That's why I'm ultimately that's why I'm going for a turkey, just because I love to eat them. I love wild turkey. <laughs> yeah. I had someone say to me this year that. Um, he sh this is the first year that he didn't shoot a Tom. He ended up shooting two Jakes. And I'm like, what's that about? He's like, well, most years I have a bunch of Toms and a couple Jakes. This year it was just mainly Jakes. So I had to get rid of that problem so that next year there's going to be bigger Toms. And I was like, I think you really need to think about this, bud. <laughs> just step back, pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah, you you might have solved your Jake problem for this year. But next year, those two jakes won't become the top. I, yeah, what do I know? Now, one year, one year, a few years ago, we had over twenty-four jakes on the property, just hanging around that property. Like we'd have eleven come in in one group, and seven in another group, and four in a group. This is all in one morning, and they always come from different directions. They'd be out fighting in the field, and I had so many jakes. I just said, "Come on down, boys. We'll get rid of it." Because I was having 
problems getting times because they wouldn't come in because the jakes would drive them away yeah. so come on boys we start uh, doing a number on the jakes and i got a bunch of my friends jakes that year <laughs> yeah it was fun too yeah good so you also do a bit of duck hunting down there chris yeah yeah i do a bit of duck hunting um last year or so it's actually been all deer hunting with my son and just when we can we get out do some duck hunting but yeah and so he started hunting with me so everything's been just get up with him and just enjoy the time yeah and why yeah. why deer though it's what he wants i don't i don't okay. know no. that's why I, yeah. he wants a deer he, he loves waterfowl like, oh i think waterfowl is his favorite even yeah. turkey like he you know he he's just like i'm you know i'm not in turkey but I can see his point when we're down here and the, there's not a lot of birds like it used to be. So it's kind of, you're not hearing all those gobbles. You're not hearing, you know, those birds aren't coming running in. They're not coming through the woods. And so he just likes the, you know, camaraderie of the waterfowl, you know, shooting the shit, bugging the hell out of each other, sitting out in the blind and then eating, you know, half dozen eggs each and a little bit of bacon. We're good to go. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's where I'm always saying like waterfowl is the sport that yeah. you get kids into hunting with like that's get yourself a camp chef you know get on one of those delta waterfowl banquets and and bid on one of them camp chefs and uh get that and then you are set you know get a little blind you can sit there and cook bacon and eggs and talk and then until you see birds in the sky you're okay right so yeah that's that's where i'm talking so yeah have you has your son been successful yet with a deer no 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 so we'll try again next year yeah and that's just part of it right yeah good yep. on him for like still wanting to go out right yeah he's out there every morning i mean he's probably sleeping like i am in the in the tree stand but he, yep. he's out there still yeah <laughs> so you don't, miss to walk by. you don't miss anything when you're sleeping right exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah good so what tell us about your duck calls like what model is it single read double read how long did it take you to make one like oh <laughs> how long did it take to make one it, it took a while i mean we started off with the echo inserts like most do right um we got away from them and we, we got the p1 jig the p3 jig um and i i got a down cut jig and that's literally been sitting on my table and i've been trying to make something on that since probably january and turkey season came and it's it's been sitting there since january <laughs> yeah. um so most of the stuff we do is single reads and if people ask for a double read you know we'll put together a double read for them yeah so and you make you make these each one hand by hand yeah. one design we do have a cnc line though as well okay yeah yeah good so yeah. we have the cnc line the cnc line we keep it nice so yeah other people can afford them you know yeah and you, you do custom like um custom woods and custom materials custom woods uh we'll do the hybrids um with the burls the resins you know we do all that right here the matching sets for like uh groomsmen and yep. matching duck yep. and goose calls and stuff like that yeah yeah yep. uh, we've done matching turkey calls for groomsmen as well okay yeah that's good yep. so i guess you should probably tell people how to get a hold of you like i already mentioned to follow your uh your Instagram and your Facebook pages. Cause it's kind of funny, but go ahead and tell everyone how to order stuff. Uh, they can message us on uh, naughty beaver calls on Instagram or on Facebook, or it's uh 
www.naughtybeavercalls.ca or .com. Either one you can get in touch with us. There's our website and, you know, a bunch of calls are listed there. Um, the ones that are actually in stock, you kind of keep on there so people can see in order. Bitch, how's the move going? Uh, not bad. We're just uh, hanging out now until everything happens. So for those that don't know, there was a big storm that went through Vitch's area. And uh, he's been out. I think this is the happiest I've seen Vitch because there's so many trees for him to cut. And he's out there with the chainsaw. Like, I'm surprised you don't have sawdust all over you right now. How's I had a quick shower when I got in. Yeah. So how's the cleanup been going? How's it? What's it like up there? Not bad. Uh, I had a neighbor just over two houses over and they had 13 trees. They only had, they had a couple from storm damage. And then while I was cutting them, they're like, can you cut the rest of them? So I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anything else you want to cut? So I cut those <laughs> and I, then I went to the next neighbor and uh, he had a couple of ones that came down in the storm and I cleaned those up for him. And uh, that was yesterday. And we only got back the day before. And now today I went up to the, the well, well, we'll call it my former deer property because I won't be hunting there anymore when I move. But, uh, I went around to check the turkey spot on the back of the property and uh, I couldn't get there because of all the trees that were down. So I spent all afternoon cutting trees. I never did make it there. I got I got some more cutting to do tomorrow, which is okay. And I've seen it uh, in that general area, some of the farms around three, three entire, two barns and a, and a shed are completely gone. Like big barns and sheds completely gone. The uh, my, the landowner where I am, his mother's silo lost its top. So that's off, that's off in the field. I'm going to see if I can drag it back to the barn tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I love doing that kind of stuff. So, And the reason I bring this up is one thing that impressed me, and I wanted to make note of it just, like, what was it, a week or two ago, you were talking about how you're still getting the property you're cleaning up the property that you hunt and you're doing this and you're doing these projects that you said you get done. And a lot of people, if they're going to move, especially like if you're moving to the next town, but let alone you're moving to a different province, people be like, well, can't hunt here anymore. Anyway, I'm done. But you made some obligations with the guy that you, the landowner and you're taking care of that. And you're still going to fulfill most of that stuff as much as you can. And you're looking after that property till the day you move. And that's pretty impressive, right? Like, good well, on you. He's not just a, a landowner to me. He's a friend. I've, I've been dealing with him for since 20, 2014. This is 2022. So over that period of time, like we, we text each other. We, we have his family over for dinner. I stop in there for dinner. Like, it, it's, it's not just a, a, a landowner-hunter relationship. They're friends, right? Mm -hmm. So I have no, no issues but help them out. But it'd be the same thing for, for anyone who, who I have permission to hunt on their property, anything they need help with, I'm going to help them with. Yeah. And some things they don't ask for help. I'll still do it. That's just how I, how I'm, I feel of maintaining that relationship. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to keep them happy. And I think that's a good way to look at it from my point of view. Yeah. And that's, it's huge. Right. So like, did these, did you know these people before you got permission or is it like you knocked on the doors and built that relationship like right from the start so a friend of, uh, at work uh in 2014 he uh 
these are friends of his and he brought me down there, introduced me to them and asked if I could have permission to come on their property without him there. And that's how it started. Yeah. And I started hunting there. I was deer hunting in the fall. Uh, I think I tried turkey hunting in the spring there the first year. I never had a clue how to turkey hunt. And then I wasn't around one fall because I was doing so much waterfowl hunting. I actually got a text from him. He's like, hey, where are you? <laughs> he was wondering where I was. He hadn't seen me. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> so I went on down and see him. And, and then I've been, it's just been a steady, steady go there ever since. Yeah. It, and Chris, where you are, is it a lot of public or private land? It's mainly uh, private land around here. I mean, yeah. there's a few public spots, but not a lot. No. And no. landowner permissions, is it, you find it difficult to get there nowadays? <sighs> I know a lot of people down here, so it wasn't yeah. that bad for, for me, but uh, I'm hearing, yeah, from people. It's, it's you know, a lot of people are, are getting told no now or, you know, new people are moving in and they're going, no, no one's hunting here. So, you know, it, I see it happening where it's going to be less and less opportunity down here, unfortunately. And do you find that because of that, you're getting many, so the place that I hunt, mm -hmm. I'm getting lots of trespassers. It's a, uh, it's an abandoned farmhouse and it's right on the major road coming into our area. So like, it's kind of like when you come into WME 84, it's like the first abandoned house in the, on the major road. So I find a lot of people are pulling in and, and trying to use that. Uh, yeah. Are you finding that like people coming from the city? Oh yeah. Yeah. And all my friends I talk to is the same thing. They're, yeah. they're fighting the trespassers all the time. Yeah. And do you got any keys or do either one of you have any keys for how to deal with them? Like, cause it, it is kind of a strip. I've had it a few times and it is, you know, you've got a guy there with a gun with a gun. Yeah. And right? it's a tense situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just, I'm just usually just go up. Hey, you know, have you talked to so-and-so to give you permission? And usually that's a wrong name. I give them. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you haven't. So listen, I'm going to, I'm going to text him right now. He's, he's going to decide what, what, what to do here. Yeah. And, you know, unless you want to leave right now. Yeah. But, yeah. but even that is becoming like, you're now, so the one guy that I hunt his property, um, we had a trespasser problem a few years ago and it kind of, I was just like, Hey man, I'm just not sure if this guy has permission or not. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a, a burden upon him to be receiving that message. Like, no, he doesn't have permission, but like it's a, it's two hunters squabbling and he really honestly doesn't give a shit who hunts there. Yeah. But I didn't really know that at the time. So where's this place? Yeah. See, <laughs> right? it's uh, right around secret cove or something. Or right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll find it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Just keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. yeah. Season's over on when this drops anyway. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, any more, any, I guess I asked what kind of tips you guys have for dealing with them. And just like you said, like I usually do the same thing. I say, the guy's name is say the guy's name is Johnny yeah. that, that owns the property. I'll say, Oh, did you talk to Paul about uh, getting permission here? Oh yeah. Yeah. Paul and I go way back. Oh, that's cool. Because I don't know who the fuck Paul is. Right. Yeah. And so I can tell that you don't have permission. That's kind of how I deal with it as well. Right. Um, I'll usually walk up. I'll be like, Hey, I'm Dave. I'm hunting here as well. Like you might've seen me sitting in the tree stand there that you're pushing the bush from. Um, I'll, I'll be calm and I'll introduce myself, but inside I'm pissed. Like I woke up 3 a.m. I went out, I'm sitting in my tree stand and this ATV comes whipping up and they're pushing the bush all around me, right? 
I'm pissed. I am pissed. Yeah. Yeah. So Vitch, you deal with that much? Well, I've been, I've been fortunate on this property and the surrounding properties that I have permission on, because I actually have permission on the adjoining properties as well, that uh, trespassers haven't been an issue. Now, I do know of people that hunt one of the properties, and I've met up with them from time to time, and, and there's no issue. They're usually hunting bear when I'm hunting deer, so that's not a problem. Uh, and they're not there during turkey season and stuff. So uh, on, on the property I'm on right now, no issues. Uh, the first spring I hunted turkey there, there was a guy. It wasn't exactly trespassing. It was, uh, we were going in to hunt. He asked the night before, he asked the landowner if he could hunt there. And the landowner said it was up to me and, and he couldn't get a hold of me. And the other guy couldn't get a hold of me. And he just went in and assumed he could hunt. So I went in and discussed it with him. I said, well, I said, he told you that I was hunting here kind of thing. We had a discussion. I said, anyways, I said, I'm going to be hunting here. So it's up. If you want to come hunt when you're, when I'm here, you got to contact me. He never, he never did. So, uh, but other than that, on that property, it's, it's been fine. I've, I haven't had a lot of issues with trespassers. And at the same time, I'm also the custodian of that land for the landowner. So it wouldn't be an issue to deal with it on my own anyway. Yeah. Someone, someone was growing weed on the property before weed was legal. I dealt with that too. <laughs> you smoked it all? <laughs> how long did it take you to dry it <laughs> yeah no and that's and that's something else like before every season starts i i used to work the fields and 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 help like hay and straw for all the farmers that that's where i got all the land properties right so i know them all first name like i've eaten at their dinner tables and stuff right but i still make a point to go and that they are I hope they're not listening, but if they are, thank you so much, but uh, they are getting older, right? So they're at the point now where they've collected all this land. They're farmers, right? They collect land and their retirement is they sell off land and, and that's kind of the retirement, right? They're at the point now where some of their properties might change hands. So every, every year, midsummer, when they're not doing crops or anything, I make a point to go over and, you know, I'll bring them some, a couple packs of goose pepperettes or whatever. And I'll talk to them and I'll be like, Hey, you know, what properties are still yours? And you still okay. If I have permission, like, you know, because I have family and they might've done something to piss them off too. I don't know. So that's something that I try to do. Like you guys kind of, I'm assuming do the same thing, right? Every year, make sure. Right. Yep. Yeah. I've got, actually got one, uh, one landowner that keeps telling me just don't worry about asking me that. Keep down. Listen, Every single year, I'm going to keep asking because something might change, and I want to be sure that you still, you know, everything's on the up and up here, and you're going to still allow me to take them out and, you know, yeah. hunt. And you want to make sure that, like, plans for the property haven't changed. Like, maybe it's the farmer growing that pot back there, <laughs> right? Like, you don't know. Maybe, maybe they changed the, uh, the hay field into an actual pasture and there's a big bull in there that you didn't know about right <laughs> yeah. so so make sure that you keep in contact with your landowners that's a huge thing and those are it's something that can be avoidable you know this this excuse of well i had permission here last year well it sold well that's not an excuse like just if you're doing it proper you would be getting that permission right so um 
I guess another thing we got to talk about is it is paramedic services week. Um, so it'll actually end on Sunday right before we, um, this episode will drop on the Monday. So that'll be the 30th, the week will be over, but I just wanted to make sure that we gave a shout out to all the paramedics out there. And we said, thank you for everything that you could, you guys do. Um, for those that don't know when, uh, when the Lord himself created people, the first person he created was a police officer. Uh, then realizing that the police officers needed someone to look up to, he made firefighters. And following that, he realized that uh, when police officers' feelings got hurt, he needed someone to fix them up. And that's how paramedics were created. So thank you to the paramedics. Love you all. I work with a bunch of you. You're all great people. So another thing, Vich, do you want to talk about uh, something that uh, came about? I forget the guy's name here. I got it. I'm on it. Yep. So, Mr. Carter Baker. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, a month ago, your uh, significant other reached out to us and uh, asked us to wish you a happy birthday. So here it is, man. Uh, we really appreciate that you listen to the show and that you follow along and that uh, it means a lot to us. So we're very happy to wish you Happy birthday. So I, I hear you're, uh, is it 24 years old? Where's the 26? So you got to get 26 birthday bumps. So if any, if any of his friends are listening to this, make it happen. Yeah. It, it's kind of pretty awesome that people are starting to reach out and like, Hey, you know, my, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my husband, my fiance, whatever is a fan of the show. And like, they're now wanting us to do shout outs and stuff and, and we really appreciate it. But just so you know, like we have hired someone that's going to vet all the names. So if you do any of these names, like Mike Oxmall or, or any of that shit, we're going to catch on to that right away. We've got someone on it. Okay. But yeah, happy birthday, Carter. And uh, thanks for being a fan. Right. So I think we talked about a lot here, unless you guys had something more you wanted to talk about. I think it's been a good episode. Yeah. Did, Has it been? Has it been though? I, I you know what? I think <laughs> it's been great. And one thing that people don't they're like, man, you're you're getting a lot of like call makers on, right? Well, yeah, that they're all part of the community. Like we're we're being inclusive of everybody, right? Even this guy here, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so no um cut me deep on that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> you I know what hurts the most is, is looking in here. And seeing the camera and and seeing, like it's supposed to add ten pounds, but I'm looking at myself and the, the way more than ten pounds here. And like, look, that's not good. I thought you're you a gonna... turtleneck. That's Next not time. good. Yeah, I gotta have to. <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk about how the camera's making my face look so red. Uh, yeah. This is actually, I made a bit of a mistake yesterday where my son was at a rugby tournament and I went to the rugby tournament and I was like, man, it's super cloudy out. I'm just going to sit here and watch and like, you know, do work on my phone and, and just watch. And then some of the other parents are there and they're like, after the first game, some of the kids like, Oh, they better put sunscreen on. I'm like, I'll leave them be their kids. Right. Sure as shit. I'm the one with the worst sunburn out of anybody. <laughs> like I am red. So yeah, that's uh, good. Base uh, tan. Good base tan. Yeah. It'll, it'll, uh, 
it'll lighten up hopefully and it won't look like a big fat tomato soon but uh yeah it, it's good because like i can't grow a beard either so yeah oh, that's this is all i can grow so don't worry there's nothing yeah no. i i shave this is, this is a month this is a month right here yeah isn't it great like, <laughs> like are these guys like bitch have to like keep it trim and yeah, yeah. long gets too long too fast i gotta keep it short yeah. so, <laughs> actually you know what since since it's been a lot of turkey talk this episode have you guys harvested a bird this year have you hunted a bird this year Vitch? no chris i know you got here. a bird I haven't got a bird. I've called. I've called three in. Didn't get one. So, like, yeah. Okay, I'll leave it. At yeah, that. yeah. No. <laughs> so. I have one empty shell. Let's just leave it at that. I'm gonna I'm gonna skewer one this year with crossbow. Yeah. When I do sit, it's gonna be with the crossbow. Yeah. Like you've got this weekend left, or New Brun? You're moving to New Brunswick or Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia. Uh-huh. I won't be, I'll be hunting pheasants in Nova Scotia. Yeah, but, but New Brunswick uh, got a turkey season, right? They do. You can get one there. Uh, I see Maddie Wilson, the boys got theirs. Yeah, but not every, like, they're still not at the point where everyone's getting a tag. It's kind of a draw system. No, What's it's, going it's, on there? It's lottery there. Same it's with lottery. Alberta. Lottery. Yeah, Alberta and New, New Brunswick are lottery. And and how are they running this lottery? Do you know, like, like can, can people from out of province apply yet? I don't know, but I expect it would work like a moose draw type system, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's resident only. It's resident only. Same as Alberta and same as Manitoba. All three of those are resident only. BC. BC is anyone can go. Yeah. yeah. Now, you did some work for the a turkey organization, didn't you, Chris? A long time ago, I volunteered with them. Yeah. Yeah, with the CWTF. Was yep. it the NWTF and, and back the, then? I, yeah, yeah, it was the NWTF before. Yeah, yeah. It was a CWTF. Yeah. Yeah. And back then they did a lot to, yeah. I don't know where I was going with my train of thought there, but like they, <laughs> they put a lot of work in. Like you see some of these projects that they're doing, like back then, especially the NWTF, like that yeah. the banquets and stuff they're putting on are pretty, pretty fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. But, and now the actually the NWTFs is looking in, uh, I think their new one is Save the Pulse, which is a good thing. Um, you know, you got some new organizations popping up too. You got Turkeys for Tomorrow. And then there's the um, Lowlands. I'm going to butcher it. The Lowlands Upland Game Birds, I believe, is a new new organization. Or it's going to be something like that. I, I probably butchered it, and I'm sorry if I did. But, yeah. you know, I think they just donated um, 15000 to Dr. Mike Chamberlain there to do more of his studies to, to see what's going on here with the the population decline so that's great for a great a new organization to, to come out like that and then they bought ten thousand dollars worth of the mossy oak stamp wow that's which everything in there goes right back into to turkey conservation as well with the mossy oak stamp yeah and mossy oak you need to let us purchase them for up here in canada because i can't get them still i keep trying mossy oak did you hear that yeah so we probably we probably have a little bit of reach nowadays you know so uh millions of <laughs> listeners the million, yeah see by the way one of our millions of listeners yeah. is uh, in contact with masio pass on the information yeah. chris yeah. wants the the turkey stamps now do you do you want to explain what the turkey stamps are the turkey stamps are um you can purchase a stamp just like a duck stamp everything goes back into conservation so masio has brought this out this year it's just a, a stamp you know nice painting of the turkey on it 15 dollars, i believe is what it is u.s 
and then everything goes right back into uh, turkey conservation. To... Yeah. Now, do you know of anywhere that still does banding of turkeys? Yeah, Manitoba does them. Um, but we don't live there, so. Kentucky, I believe someone just got one this year. Uh, Mississippi, I believe someone else got one. I, I could be wrong on that one. But I've seen a few pop up this year. Yeah. And that's kind of a goal for you, isn't it? To get one of them. It's, it's, yeah, it's a goal. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep bugging people in Manitoba to kind of just send me one when they're banding, you know, just yeah. get the cheat way. But yeah. I would just love to have one just sitting around. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be, I don't know, if, if you had a banded turkey walk in front of you, you'd see it. Hey, that one's banded. That one's going yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. That'd be it. Even if it was a Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we're at, I think we started at 10 too, so we're at 40 minutes. Um, so let's do a little bit of a round table here. Mark? Hey, Chris, good meeting you. Uh, did I meet you at the Sportsman Show? Did I meet Chris at the Sportsman Show? How could you forget this face at the Sportsman yeah. Show? Yeah. Oh, man, I met so many people. Well, this is <laughs> this was the prettiest one there. It was me. Oh. <laughs> oh, now I remember you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 No, I met you at the Sportsman Show, yeah. Yeah. Actually, there is another event coming up that you could meet him at. Um, some what's that Grimsby thing called? The Waterfowl. Uh, the Grimsby DU. Yeah, I, I forget Waterfowl what it's Festival. Called. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. The Waterfowl Festival. It's uh, in August. August twentieth, I believe. Yeah. Twentieth. Wow. I won't be there. Yeah, that's why we haven't told you about it. We didn't want to make you upset, <laughs> right? But yeah, for for those that weren't there at the. Uh, at the Toronto Sportsman Show, Vitch was like, we had stacks of stickers, and the goal was to get a sticker in every town in Ontario. And he was literally sitting there like frisbees, just like, whoosh, whoosh. like we almost had to get him one of those uh, those money guns that you see the rappers use in the rap videos for the stickers, <laughs> and just like, like just awesome. sending them out to everybody. It was awesome. Like, it was awesome to see you in action there, Vitch. That was that was good. So, anyway, sorry for cutting you off. To- Oh, oh, good. Good, good meeting you again, Chris. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll cross paths again, but I will be back up this way from time to time for things. So who knows? Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Uh, it's good meeting both of you again. Um, it was good to talk about uh, turkey. I love talking turkey. So any, anytime anyone's down to talk turkey, you know, message me or even, you know, just stop by. We'll talk it. Uh, that's about it, I guess. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on. It was uh, last minute. I had to get him to not walk his dog tonight because he was too busy. So, but it was, was just the last minute. In my thong. Yeah, he's sitting around. The, the two, I can't tell you the first question he asked me, but the second question was, do I have to wear pants? And I said, as long as there's no mirror behind you, I don't give a shit, right? But uh, no, Chris, thanks for coming on. Like, um, I still got to get one of your calls for my call collection. Uh, yeah. So that's. I'm trying to build up my turkey call, turkey pot call collection where I have a signed call from everyone that I've talked to on the show. I have one coming from um, one of our previous guests. Um, I'll show that off as soon as it comes in. But uh, no, thanks for coming on. You've been a great guest. And for anyone that wants to know more about turkeys and turkey, Chris will talk your face off about turkey hunting. And it's he's a pretty good guy. We haven't met in person, but one day. Yeah. So one day we will. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we are as advertised. We are not experts, but we can find them for you. So reach out, 
if you want to shout out for someone, hit us up. We'll talk. Thanks, guys.